You are listening to the sermon stream of the Mulvane Church of Christ in Mulvane, Kansas. Subscribe in your favorite podcatching app or find and listen to any sermon online at mulvanechurch.com sermons. Tonight, as we read from 2 Peter 2, we want to look at the very last of verse 9 and find out who's going to be under this kind of sanction. Because verse 9, the end of 2 Peter 2, 9 says, After God knows how to rescue the righteous from temptation, he also knows how to keep the unrighteous under punishment for the day of judgment. So we talked about the punishments of God, demonstrated by the angels, demonstrated by Sodom and Gomorrah, demonstrated by the flood, the rescue of the righteous, demonstrated by God's treatment of Lot and Noah. And now, though, in this current case, of those who are causing the troubles uh, to the brethren, we're going to see reason why they are unrighteous and reason why they will be punished in the day of judgment in a section that we've entitled Unreasoning Arrogance. And that is just as poor as it sounds. So verse 10, among those unrighteous who are kept for the day of judgment, 2 Peter 2.10, especially those, who indulge the flesh in its corrupt desires and despise authorities, daring, self-willed. They do not tremble when they revile angelic majesties. Whereas angels who are greater in might and power do not bring a reviling judgment against them before the Lord. But these, like unreasoning animals, born as creatures of instinct, to be captured and killed, reviling where they have no knowledge, will in the destruction of those creatures be destroyed, suffering wrong as the wages of doing wrong, they counted a pleasure to revel in the daytime. So it's arrogance, it's unreasoning, it is, and I don't know, of a worse description and a more frightening description than in the middle of verse 10, even more than corrupt desires, because a lot of people have corrupt desires, and these folks, though, act on them all fully, despising authority, and here's the really dangerous part, daring and self-willed. There is no restraint on these folks. They have no self-restraint, They recognize no external restraint. They even revile angelic majesties. And I don't know, how in the world do you get to where you revile? Often the word revile goes along with the word blaspheme, and in some translations given as blaspheme. How is it that you blaspheme the angels? I understand how some, in their rejection of the Messiah, or their totally misunderstood concept of the Messiah. I understand how people end up getting Jesus wrong, but how far out of your way do you have to go to get angels wrong and revile and blaspheme angels? These same angels who have so much strength and power, and what happens whenever an angel shows up in this text of Scripture? Every time an angel reveals himself as an angel, what's the reaction? It's just a natural fear. As a matter of fact, what, what, what is usually the first words angels say? 
Don't be afraid. Don't fear. Why? Because when an angel shows up, it's, it's scary time. These guys are reviling angels. This is how far out there they are. And these angels could, with greater might and power than them, do whatever they wanted. But these angels, with such might and power, are so restrained that they don't speak evil against these people toward God. But these people are like unreasoning animals. So that's our title of this section, Unreasoning Arrogance. These people are brutish. These people are animalistic. These people act like animals, and eventually God's going to treat them as animals. This verse, by the way, it's not the point of the verse, but it, it affirms the truth. It talks about the destruction of these unreasoning animals. There are some who uh, uh, wax poetic and wax romantic about, uh, you know, dogs in heaven and uh, various other creatures and the like. But um, of animals, uh, what's the end? It's destruction. When the, when the whole earth, with all of its uh, beautiful things that God has created, goes away, uh, so will the animals. So this verse is one of the places that will teach us that. But these guys are going to go like the animals because they have debased themselves to the point of being animals. And they will, it says, revel in the daytime. Most people have the decency to try and hide their wrong. That's one of the ways you know that people's consciences still work to some degree. They try to hide the things they do that's wrong. And, you know, who, who taught us to hide what we do that's wrong? Nobody had to teach us. What do we just know by nature? What do we know by conscience? What do we know if we have a conscience? We know what's wrong and we know we ought not do it, so we hide it. These guys have ceased to have functioning consciences in that degree. So they will exploit openly. They do wrong, they receive the wage of wrong, and they don't care. It doesn't teach them, it doesn't rebuke them, it doesn't chasten them. They are unreasoning animals. But they are greatly dangerous and greatly arrogant. Well, that is a horrible and depressing piece of scripture. That's where error leads, and that are the peop- that's the people who lead error. Peter is not done. There are similar depressing and revealing, because it's revealing such error, it does get depressing, descriptions to come. And we'll have more as we go. But what do we still know? Even from these, God knows how to rescue the righteous from temptation. And if anyone is ever tempted to just go, well, this is a dog-eat-dog world. I might as well get in there with the dogs and get what I can. What is the end of all these people who act this way? It is still destruction. Do they act like it's not destruction? Yes. Do they discourage us when they're not destroyed soon enough? Yeah. But we know where the blessing of God lie. And so Peter is warning him of these, uh, of these, about these, in these stark terms. But make no mistake, God knows how to punish these, and God will do so. And so with that kind of depressing thought, but with the hope that God will set all things right, and in the new heaven and new earth make all things new, uh, let us continue to trust in Christ and not decide to follow this dark path, which leads to such terrible destruction.
Well, that will close. Ask you tonight, you need to come confessing Christ or confessing sin to return. If you need to come to the invitation, it's offered as we stand and sing. Thank you for listening to this sermon from the Mulvane Church of Christ. Additional sermons and information available at mulvanechurch.com. Come see what a difference the Bible way makes.